0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we are previewing the CFL West semifinal. Who are the Bombers going to play? Will it be the Riders or the Stampeders? We've got the voice of the Rough Riders, Derek Taylor, the voice of the Stampeders, Mark Steven. We got you totally covered on the podcast. On Sunday, the CFL's East and West Division semifinals. We'll be on the field. Yesterday previewed the East semifinal. We're going to preview the West tonight. And we welcome in the voice of the Riders, Derek Taylor. Derek, you excited to call some almost December playoff football in the CFL? Oh,
1: if it's going to be seven degrees outside? Absolutely. Bring it on. It is? That's that's the
0: forecast in Regina?
1: Yeah, we're pretty ha- pretty happy about that. I'm going to have the windows open for the 3.30 kickoff. It's, the weather is supposed to be fantastic on
0: Sunday. Hmm. That's nice. Uh, here in Winnipeg, it's supposed to be minus two. So uh, that's not that bad. But anyway, yeah, it's supposed to be worth the worst the following weekend. Anyway, let us dive into this game. Saskatchewan has known they're going to be second for a while now. Uh, they knew they are probably going to be facing Calgary for a while now. Does that mean mm-hmm. they've been preparing for this game for a while now or just this week?
1: I, I honestly think just this week. They always talk about, hey, we're not – we never look ahead and blah, blah, blah. And I believe that to a a great extent with some folks, but you you knew it was going to be, and it's the fourth time they've played, right? That's the other part of it is that when you've already played them three times, uh, how much really is going to be different on time number four? You still know what Calgary is all about. They're a team that you've been able to get to with sacks and you've been able to get to their quarterback with interceptions defensively. They have absolutely commanded you over three games. So, uh, their special teams are f- are phenomenal so I think I think Saskatchewan knows what's in store the trick is how do you beat what's in store for you
0: So Saskatchewan finishes nine and five Calgary after a really rocky start ends up finishing eight and six on the season they score 25 more points than the riders they allow 21 fewer points than the riders okay. they're five and two on the road the riders are five and two at home seems like a pretty even matchup to me.
1: Well, and the three games they played, right, the the score differences were 6-3 three, and 3. So, yeah, this by all accounts, maybe that's more because it's low scoring between the two. But, yeah, I think we absolutely predict this to be a, a close one because even since that last matchup, both teams went out and improved on their roster, right? Uh, the Riders add Duke Williams. The Stampeders go, well, oh, okay, here's Reggie Bagleton and Trey Roberson. So, uh, both teams both teams getting better from what they were. I, I think we all really expect this one to be tight. It'll be a matter of can Saskatchewan, at least from our perspective, can Saskatchewan get enough bounces to make things go in their favor? Because there's been some real holes in their game the first three times around.
0: So what's your read on this, this Saskatchewan team this year? It's been a while since we've seen them in Winnipeg. So early September was so long ago now, and the Bombers yeah. t- took – pretty easy care of them though Cody Fajardo did leave the Banjo Bowl uh, after the half but what have they gotten better since we saw them get crushed by the Bombers or what do you think of this Riders team
1: I think it's I think it's honestly the same team that left uh, Winnipeg after the Banjo Bowl they still have problems in protection Cody Fajardo has not been the uh, quarterback he was in 2019 they have no capacity honestly they don't have much capacity to run the ball through the running back. Uh, Fajardo is, is a great run of the football, but they haven't been able to get anything going in the running back run game, and, and that's offensive line and then William Powell himself. And they're, they're a team that prides itself and honestly lives and dies with their ability to create turnovers. Uh, they're number three in the league now in, in that turnover differential, and and that was the one thing that was missing from the from the Winnipeg series, right? Like, Winnipeg waxed them twice by three scores because Winnipeg made all the turnovers and Saskatchewan barely... I don't know how many they made, if any, at all, honestly, uh, any that were important. That's that's where they've been living and dying is if we can create turnovers, we can win football games. But if we can't, other teams can run on us. Other teams can throw the ball against us. They they really have limited ways in which they've been able to squeak out wins this year.
0: So does Bo Levi Mitchell, at this point in his career, at this point in this season, scare the Rough Riders?
1: Based on his first three games against him, I don't think so at all. Uh, the, it's funny. We were talking about it on my show today, the sports cage. Uh, Calgary's given up 20 sacks this season, 20 quarterback sacks in 14 games. The Riders had half of those sacks in three games. The other 11 games, they only gave up 10. They gave up 10 to the Riders. So in the three games, sacked them 10 times, picked them off six more times. Uh, Bo has been just rough against against the Riders. So honestly, I don't think they're scared of him. I think they may be more contemplating, okay, what happens if Reggie Bagleton and Kamar Jordan get uncorked? Because that's a duo that uh, that the Riders haven't seen. And they didn't get a full dose of Kadim Carey. You wonder if that might be coming as well.
0: Because Bo Levi's numbers don't look good this year. Ten touchdowns, 13 oh. interceptions. He did have a broken leg at the start of the season that he played through and had some of those really bad games at the start of the year. But – this Calgary team isn't what they used to be, but there's still that pedigree, right? There's Calgary in the playoffs. You, you still expect them to come through in the clutch moments, but is it time that we, we accept that they're not what they used to be?
1: Oh, I, I think, honestly, I didn't expect them to be near as good as 8-6 to just based on the stuff that you mentioned and the bodies that they lost and had to replace, But but, I mean, they found a way, and whether you want to say that the schedule got easier because it was three games against the Riders, it was BC, it was Ottawa, and it was a game Winnipeg played Drew Brown, right? So they didn't care much in that either. That really fostered this, this run for them and this run to eight and six. I, I think Calgary's got some real nice pieces to it, and where you see it is in things like yards after the catch and in things like how they are the best coverage team on special teams in the CFL by a wide margin. You go, okay, well, they get guys who who can run and guys who will stick their nose in and make tackles, and, and they're going to work from that. Whatever else they can do on top of that is great, but if you if we put to you, you're going to get five yards per return, and that's it because that's all we'll allow. And, man, how many times the riders tried to run like a hit screen or a tunnel screen to a wide receiver in those games, and that guy was three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he stopped for a one-yard gain because – Jonathan Moxie or whoever's on the edge would make the tackle immediately. So very impressive. To me, that's the stuff that lingers with Calgary and the guys they select and how they train them up. And they can can lessen the impact of losing big-time stars as as they have, you know, over 2019.
0: Talking with Derek Taylor, voice of the Riders and host of SportsCage on 620 CKRM in Regina. Looking at the – you mentioned the additions the Riders made – Duke Williams, et cetera, they get guys back as well. What do you think of the weapons Cody Fajardo has at his disposal?
1: Oh, from a receiving perspective, I think it's fantastic, right? You've got Shaq Evans on one side, and he's been down since he came back from his broken leg. He hasn't been himself, but you know that in there is, is an all-star, like a CFL all-star receiver. Duke Williams put up more than 100 on Edmonton and didn't even play the full game. It, that, is a, that is an elite weapon. Uh, they'll put Paul McRoberts into the lineup, and Paul's kind of a guy who has this mystical spell over Saskatchewan football fans, because he really popped in 2019 training camp, making these unbelievable triple XL glove one-handed catches. Uh, he got the one game this year, made four catches on four targets, and we've never seen him again until this, this week, but we'll see him again. And then they're Canadian receivers, I mean, they're among the elite Canadian receivers in the Canadian Football League when you consider them all in. So I, I actually believe they're all the weapons for, for Cody to deal with, but the key has been getting Fajardo the time to get to them. And that's honestly, that's been, their, that's been the problem with their offense all season long, is, is if Fajardo doesn't have time, if Mike Rose is stampeding for the middle of the Riders' offensive line, and I just realized what I said there. Uh, it's, it's going to be a very long day, as the second matchup between these two was.
0: Is Keon Schaefer-Baker a pleasant surprise to you?
1: Oh, I think absolutely. Um, I mean, a fourth-round draft pick in 2020, what we heard at the time was oh, he's a ridiculous athlete, which you've heard a zillion times before in sports with guys that don't turn out. But, I mean, what, what we found out pretty quickly once he got into the lineup was Wow, how did how did all these GMs pass on him for three rounds because he's big, he's fast, he's shifty he catches everything in sight like he's had a minimal number of drops this season he's just got great presence he can for Canadian Canadians can be more shifty necessarily than, than deep threats he banged off a 71 yarder against Calgary in the game in Calgary that would that just blew your hair back you went like, oh okay. All right, this is is for real. So I absolutely think he's been a surprise. Some draft Knicks have said, I can't believe that teams let him go past until the fourth round. But uh, for me, not knowing much and not having seen him much in his college days or pardon me at all, in his college days I am pleasantly surprised at how much of an impact he has been.
0: All right, gambling question for you. The total is 44.5 right now on that game. (laughs) It strikes me that the under should be under. the number on that. What do you hard think?
1: hard under. Uh, the first three games have played to the under, right? Um, yeah, I just I just don't see this apart from if you if you're betting me over, you're you're concerned if you're betting me under, you're concerned is that Calgary gets two quick touchdowns like they did in game number 1 and ultimately drags the score up that way. But yeah, like these teams aren't going to allow touchdowns on special teams generally uh, with how well they play it. And, you know, takeaways are a big deal for the Riders. I I, I think the under, if you're going to set the under at 44-and-a-half, to me that's a hard under with how they've played each other.
0: Yeah, before I even saw the number, I had the feeling that maybe 20 points would be enough to win this game.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. 2017, 2014, yeah.
0: I, I think is absolutely
1: going to be the case. You've got two great kickers in this game as well. So coaches, I mean, coaches will tend to, Lean toward that as well, so you, you could end up with a random 19 being the winning score on four field goals, right? So, yeah, I, I think I think that's the smart way to go.
0: And before I let you go, able to make a prediction for us?
1: I, I I described it this way: Have you ever been like to the Grand Canyon and you walk out on that big glass horseshoe where you can see all the way to the bottom? You're like oh my goodness this is fantastic I can see through this glass thing but then someone else steps on and goes, oh my God, I feel like I'm gonna die because I can see the bottom I, that's where that's where we're at right now with the riders as rider fans like this should feel safe because whole field but I feel like we're going to die figure, <laughs> figuratively speaking I <laughs> if I, I have a tough time I don't want to say I, I don't let's put it this way. So I can be safe. I think that the Stampeders should be the favorite in this game, honestly, with what we've seen from the first three matchups. Uh, they are currently not, according to all the, uh, all the betting sites, but I think the Stampeders should be the favorite. This is probably a 52 48% you know, chance of winning in favor of Calgary, just the way that it's gone for them so far.
0: Yeah, you don't sound too confident, but all right, we'll stay tuned to see what happens. Derek, appreciate your time as always, and uh, perhaps we'll have you on next week if there's a West Final rematch here in Winnipeg.
1: I love it. Thanks, Christian.
0: And let us now turn our attention back to the West Semi-Final, which will be here on CJOB on Sunday. We'll be taking the feed of 770 CHQR, Global News Radio out of Calgary, and the man calling the action, Mark Stephen, joins us now from regina mark you excited to call a, a playoff game again
2: oh very much so you bet it's going to be really exciting it'll be a great environment and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it you know the stampeders have uh built something very good in the second half and let's see if it carries right on and see if we're going to uh winnipeg for the west final but yeah they're yeah, very excited I'm really looking forward to it
0: been a bit though that you've had to call a road playoff game
2: yep <laughs> quite a while actually yeah so it's uh not the normal way the Stampeders have done things, but uh, let's credit Winnipeg for, uh, you know, getting to the top and staying on top. And, uh, you know, they uh, did it the hard way in 2019. Now the Stampeders will have to try and replicate it. But, yeah, that's just fortunate that they have had a team uh, to broadcast that uh, has been at or near the top for uh, so many years there.
0: How would you describe this season for the Stampeders?
2: Well, basically, and cut it right in half, uh, you know, the uh, first half was a two and five. The team was struggling. They didn't really find an identity. The defense was good, but not good enough. And then in the second half, after a bye week, they played in September in Hamilton, lost it. They were two and five. They did a lot of the proverbial soul searching and that includes the quarterback who was not playing very well or at least close to his lofty standards and uh, they did a lot of thinking uh, they needed a bit of a break there to uh, recharge and they took full advantage of it so it's just the two halves that have really made it uh, an unusual season two and five and one and six and one and the other
0: so which is the closer to reality team where do you find obviously they're not the the team they were at the start of the season if you finish 6 and 1 that's great going into the playoffs but how close are they to potentially reaching their full potential right now heading into the playoffs
2: very much so. That's uh, I think they're really uh, firing on all cylinders right now. They've got a couple of big additions, as Reggie Begelton came back. Uh, so did Trey Roberson. Bo Levi-Mitchell has eliminated a lot of the errors. And they have a much more uh, obvious commitment to the ground game, too. Kadeem Carey is really chewing up the yards, doing very well front four is really good and it's probably the one area they have a demonstrable uh, lead over Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan has struggled this year on the offensive line so we'll see what happens but uh, I would describe it as you know a bit of an odd season but the Stampeders managed to turn it around.
0: So how do you figure they match up with the Rough Riders this weekend? Three games they've played against each other all very close contests most recently uh a twenty to seventeen rider win on the twenty third of october it's been more than a month since then. Who has the edge in your opinion?
2: well, um this may not be a shock to anyone, but I think the Stampeders Peters do for a bunch of reasons. They won two of three, but most importantly, one of them was in Regina, so that's important because, as you know, it's a very hostile environment. Number two, they are hot at six and one. <laughs> Sorry about that. And uh, they were 5-2 and two on the road. They were the best road team in the CFL. So those are all things that I think work certainly in their favor. Saskatchewan is 4-3 and three in the second half. But, you know, some of the victories were pretty uninspiring. I know they were victories, so let's give them credit. They're in second by virtue of earning it. But uh, they don't look to be firing on all cylinders right now. I might be dead wrong on that. They might go crazy on Sunday. But it looks to me like the Stampeders are cresting and Saskatchewan is kind of flatlining a bit, plateauing.
0: The road team winning all three games, uh, or sorry, the last two games of that series. Calgary won the first game at home. Mm-hmm. But we've seen the the Blue Bombers in 2019 go on the road. We've seen teams do that in the course of the, the recency of the CFL, but we also know that getting that first round bye tends to mean a lot. So Calgary hoping to replicate what Winnipeg did two years ago. Do you think they can?
2: Yes, I do. I really think they can. I think that would mean going through Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, I think the fact is that will be a bruising game in the West Final. I'm not saying, uh, you know, Winnipeg would be favored, obviously, but I think the Stampeders uh, played them very tough in Winnipeg in August. And I admit that last week's game was a dud for 55 minutes, but uh, they played pretty well down the stretch. And I think it just gave them a bit of a boost of confidence they could beat, admittedly, a depleted Winnipeg team, you know, playing some of their uh, second-string players, as did the Stampeders. But, uh, you know, let's bottom line of this whole thing though Winnipeg's the favorite so somebody's gonna have to go in there and knock them off and it'll be a tall order but I don't think an impossible order
0: so the weather in Regina is supposed to be actually really nice this weekend it's supposed to be well above zero do you think that favors either team or does that matter at all
2: I think it favors the Stampeders. They can get their ground game going. Uh, they can get their receivers into their patterns doing with good footing, no issues. I think it probably favors the Stampeders a little bit, although Saskatchewan has a talented group of receivers too, so they'll certainly have a chance to uh, show their wares. You know, Duke Williams, I think, is a terrific pickup, just as much as we talk about Reggie Begleton returning to the Stampeders, Duke Williams returning to the CFL this time in Saskatchewan is a huge pickup as well.
0: What scares you about the rough riders if you're calgary
2: Duke Williams getting uh loose and uh imposing his will that's number one and number two, one area where Saskatchewan is demonstrably better than the stampeders. the running of the quarterbacks. Fajardo can extend plays and do some things and even run on his own. Bo Levi Mitchell doesn't do that, isn't his game. So if it comes down to something like that where the quarterback's elusiveness is an issue, then Saskatchewan has the advantage there. I just wonder also about Duke Williams getting free and going crazy.
0: Likewise, what do you think is the key then for the Stampeders to shut down Fajardo and the run game there?
2: Four-man pressure. They've got a great front four that has really picked it up, particularly in the second half of the season. Mike Rose was their defensive player of the year, one of the interior linemen. He's a real havoc maker out there. So if they can get four-man pressure and fluster Fajardo, keep him in the pocket as much as possible, that'll be the way to do it because uh, the front four has certainly played much better. And as I say, if you had to rank it, that's one area where Saskatchewan has had their share of struggles this year.
0: Does either team have an edge in special teams, or are they both pretty good in that category?
2: I think the Stampeders have uh, a fairly wide edge, and I'll tell you why. Rennie Paredes is the best place kicker in the league, although Love is pretty good, too. Uh, Calgary's punter, Cody Grace, really had a strong year, and uh, you know he's uh, certainly one of the top rookies in the league. Uh, Their cover teams, the Stampeders, are among the best in the league. They're either one or two and they have been all year long so you know Saskatchewan's got some good players Morrow's a good returner uh, Saskatchewan of course lost their punter Ryan he suffered an ankle injury a season-ending one when they were in Calgary last month they've got a new Norwegian punter Vedvik so we'll see how he does but I would say the Stampeders because of their strong special units and Renny Paredes have a fairly sizable advantage
0: so what do you think will happen this weekend do you have a prediction for us
2: I do. I think the Calgary Stampeders will come in, knock off the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 27-19. It'll be a close. It'll be an entertaining game. But in the end, I think the Stampeders are cresting right now, and they'll carry that momentum on the Mosaic Stadium field, and then we'll get ready for a trip to Winnipeg in December.
0: I'll have you know, Mark, that we had Derek Taylor on earlier in the show, and he thinks the Stamps are going to win too. So.
2: All right. <laughs> well, maybe us, not. Right? Maybe not
0: such a not as convinced as you, but he was very, very tepid in his thoughts of the the chances of the Rough Riders in this one. So perhaps. Yeah. Well, it, it, go ahead.
2: It just, here's the thing: Saskatchewan has won, but they were pretty ugly wins over a demoralized Edmonton team. That's the one thing I I wonder about. But maybe they can flush that and get ready for this game. But uh, you know, they just didn't have an inspiring second half. I guess is the best way to describe it.
0: Right. So you want to come here in minus something weather. I mean, you're from Calgary. It's not like they don't have cold there. Right now, according to my weather app, it's minus nine the high for December 5th. So it'll be nice out. You'll have a good time here.
2: I got mitts, I got jackets, I'm ready to go, as will the players. So, yeah, that's just the facts. It's one of those things. It was a roll of the dice moving the season into December for this year, but so be it. We're playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to the stretch drive, and, you know, it starts on the weekend here, and uh, see where it takes us.
0: Well, Mark, appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, joining us here tonight. Have fun calling the game this weekend, and if it so happens, we'll have you on the show again next week to preview of the West Final if Calgary's in it.
2: Well, you do that. Make sure you stop by our booth there when we're in Winnipeg in a couple of weeks. So it should be a lot of fun and uh, really appreciate the call.
0: Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the this So sad that we should come to this. We try to warn you all deal. You may
2: not share our intellect, which might explain goodness.